Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello all, you're listening to Cooing the Air on Free CR 855 AM. I'm Frank and I'll be your host for today. So before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Sovereignty was never ceded. So, today I'll be speaking to two amazing guests. The first is Mal Breeder, who runs the zine distributor Zine Gang Distro, and who also happens to stock some books by a certain radio presenter you may or may not know. Um, Mal, how's it going? Good, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, cool. And the other guest is the Safe Schools co-founder, Ros Ward, who will be organising the Melbourne protest against the Religious Discrimination Bill. Does this show sound exciting? Well, that's because it is. Today's first guest is the co-founder of Zine Gang Distro, which distributes all kinds of underground zines and comics from artists such as Emily Never, who you may remember from the show last year, Verity, Demon Strips, Timothy Train, some weird person who does a radio show every last Sunday on FreeCR, please tune in, and so many more. She also makes zines too, such as my all-time fave, uh, Wog Mom, and it's it's okay, we can say that on there. <laughs> Please welcome Mel Breeder to the show. Mel, how's it going? Good, thanks. Awesome. So, uh, Mel, tell us about yourself and how you got involved in zines. Yeah, well, um, zines has just been something that I've only been do- doing in the last sort of year or so. Um, I'm a, um, a news journalist myself, and I've always kind of, you know, um, you know, before I went to uni and through school, I always my aspiration was to get into um, in the, the magazine industry as a um, as a reporter. Um, and you know, over the last sort of decade or so, the um, you know the print the print media industry is not um, you know is not as vibrant as it used to be. Um, there's a bit of a demise now um, through. The, the digital um, you know digital scope with um, online news and um, everyone getting their their news and information from social media so a lot of um the traditional magazines have been closing down unfortunately which is you know quite sad so um you know it takes me in my professional career into the digital plat- um, digital space as a online news reporter but that passion for um, you know the, the the touch and feel of, of picking up you know a magazine in, in its in its form and flicking through the pages and looking at pictures on pages you know is something that is I'm still I was still, always still passionate about and you know it's quite sad that that um, that element has you know is been taken away from our um, supermarket shelves and, and news agents so um, you know creating zines is something that brings it back um, brings you know brings that that um, not, not so much nostalgia but what's kind of been been lost and replaced by the the digital um, the digital space it's it's bringing that back um, you know something tangible that we can pick up and and trade and give as gifts and um, you know and create without the need for having to you know worry about you know um, you know revenue and things like that in a and you know in a um, 
you know, in a, in a sort of traditional sense. So it's something that we can kind of, you know, as, um, you know, self-publication, um, you know, DIY kind of thing, we can just make our own, you know, make our own um, little stories and, and um, you know, photo um, photocopy them and distribute them without having to run a risk of, you know, going into financial ruin and all that sort of thing. So it's, um, you know, keeping that um, that print media alive and, and um, it's something that, you know, as a storyteller, um, it's something that, that's really important to me. So um, I'm really glad that I've kind of, you know, found um, zines as a way to express myself and um, and be creative. Awesome. Cool. So, um, yeah, tell us um, about some of the some of the zines that you've made? Yeah, so the first one I made, as, as you mentioned, um, Wogmum. So <laughs> I come from um, my parents are Maltese. So um, if you don't know where that is, it's a little small country kind of near Italy um, and it's, you know, very much – you know, the traditions are very um, similar to what you'd expect from, you know, Italians, Greeks, you know, they're, you know, quite loud, overbearing, um, you know, you know, my aunties and my mum wants to know all my business all the time. And, you know, it's, um, you know, she's, you know, my mum is the very, very stereotypical type of um, ethnic woman. You know, she likes to cook. Um, she's, you know, keeps a tidy house. She likes to interfere with your business. And, um, you know, she always knows best. And it's, it's quite interesting being, um, you know, being a uh, a woman who's you know educated is not really interested in you know popping out babies and mm-hmm. um and you know it's it's very different to what um, my upbringing was and a lot of um you know the the family around me have kind of lived their life like so you know I'm I'm 37 haven't been married haven't had kids you know I've got a um, you know university education and, and really I'm passionate about my career it's not something that we do as Maltese women. So, um, you know, there's a lot of culture clashes there. And um, when I was growing up, um, you know, in my teenage years, I kind of was a little bit embarrassed about it because a lot of my friends didn't really have that kind of overbearing, um, you know, upbringing. So, um, you know, and now I've kind of, as as an older woman, I kind of embrace that. Like, I think it's cool that my mum cares so much. And, you know, every time I go over to her house, she, um, you know, she bakes me, you know, she, you know, gives me a whole bunch of food and extras to take home. And, you know, that's kind of cool. So I've kind of learned to embrace it. But, um, yeah, my first scene I made was um, a reflection of that because I, um, as a, you know, grown adult, I moved back in to my mum's house um, for about a year to save some money and, you know, being told that you're not chopping onions the right way or, you know, it, it's it's just – it was hilarious. Um, and that was a way of coping with, with that kind of – that crazy. So, um, yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, an ode to my mum as a, you know, a thanks, but, um, but also kind of, you know, um, being lighthearted of, of the situations that arise. So, yeah, so that was my first one. And I've made a few other, other um, different ones um, just about, you know, um, there's one I wrote, uh, make it made it about my own tattoos and some of my friends' tattoos, just kind of telling the story behind, mm-hmm. um, you know, why we got them and, you know, the sim- symbolism behind them. Um, and I've made one just recently, um, a collab with um, Emily Never about Henry Rollins. So she illustrated that one and I wrote it. And um, just, you know, a bit, it's a bit of, bit of a punk rock kind of nod to, you know, um, the things that in, inspire us. So, yeah, it's I've kind of learnt that there's no rules when it comes to zines. You can just make stuff as, as you want and you don't have to be rigid in the sort of, um, you know, 
like I've, I've got a newspaper background and everything has to be, you know, the same type font and the same this and that and, you know, style mm. guide. With zines, you can just kind of do whatever you want. So that's kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, like, you know, being from the Mediterranean myself, I can certainly um, relate to having an overbearing mum. Um, so it was just um, just really amusing to kind of see see that sort of thing in, in print form. Um, I was going to ask more about that, but I think you've put it, you've eloquated very beautifully about that subject. Um, so I'll ask you about the, um, the, the tattoos zine, like um, a tattoo is something that like interests you like in general? Yeah, it's quite interesting because... Um you know, people that, that have visible tattoos might might kind of, um, you know, get the same thing from from my experience. But, you know, you've got – I've got two-sleeved, like, full-sleeved tattoos. So, you know, especially in summer, you, you know, you're on a train or you're out in public or you're getting groceries. People kind of get weird about it and they just feel like because they can see it, they want to come and talk to you about tattoos and touch your touch your body and mm. it's quite evasive. Yeah. Um and I've just it's it's quite rude and people that don't really have that experience, they don't really understand how like not okay it is. So it's kind of um like the reverse side of that. It's like, well, you know, if you want to know about my tattoos, you really need consent. You need, you know, you mm, it's yeah. not okay to come and touch me. And a complete stranger. I don't want to tell you about some of my tattoos. They're they're from they. I've got them for specific reasons. Like you know, some of them are, are you know um, represent some really you know um, important times of my life. You know, um, you, you know losses. Like you know, th- some of them are. You, you can't just go and talk to a complete stranger about something you know pretty massive in your life. So it's like this zine was like, okay, well, these are the stories about my tattoos and the tattoos of some of my friends with our consent. And this is our, you know, this is, it's not just a few kind of, you know, cool kind of drawings on our bodies. It's, this is what it represents. Mm. So yeah, there's been, you know, ups and downs in people's lives and, um, you know, lots of different things that goes, goes on, but it's, I think, um, there was probably about maybe about 10 people, um, and just various tattoos, that kind of represent really important um, kind of turning points in their lives. So, yeah, that's how that came came about. Mm. Oh, awesome! Um, so, yeah, I guess how did uh, how did Zine Gang Distro get started? Yeah, so we've um, so I run the distro with my partner um, who does um, the, the artwork art for Demon Strips. Um, so he um, he was kind of doing the Zine thing before we met, and. Um, was trying to encourage me to, you know, as I'm a writer, he was like, well, this should be easy for you. You know, you know how to write. That's that's the easy part done. You should make zines. And like I said, once I kind of got over that idea that everything was rigid and, you know, just let it go, I was able to create. So, um, you know, I started, I brought, um, put out um, Wog Mum and then we realised that there was enough kind of content between us and enough ideas and um, enough contacts with some other zine makers in the art industry that we, you know, we really wanted a platform to be able to sell our work and also, um, you know, get recognition for the cool um, talent that we see in our community as well. So um, we set up the um, Zine Gang Distro about April last year. And um, over time, we've um, been gradually adding um, new zine makers to to the distro. And we've got about 15 on board now. Most of them are from Melbourne. Um, we've got one from Canberra. And and a new person coming on board from um, the US as well. So it's mostly um, local focused. I've got one guy from Brisbane too. But um, yeah, we're just kind of branching out with um, people that who's, who's art and, um, and zine making that we really admire and um, yeah, creating a bit of a community about it. 
Awesome. So, um, did you want uh, do you want to give me like a brief rundown of the artists you haven't seen Gang Destroy? You don't. You don't have to mention me. I think it's <laughs> given that I'm in it. Um, just so you, you know, just so you don't leave anyone out. Yeah, I've uh, got a list. In front. Yeah, I do have a list. Okay, so we've got myself um, and uh, my partner Thomas, who um, is Demon Strips. We've got um, a friend of ours, Matt Power, who does um, he does a um, an overview zine of like different punk punk music. Um, it's called um, Full Disclosure. We've also got um, yeah Emily Never, who I mentioned before, does a lot of kind of goth inspired portrait kind of pop um, pop fiction kind of um, you know that sort of thing. And we've got mm. um, uh, Lazy Willie, who does a lot of um, odd sketches and lots of like. Yeah, like just gay stuff. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe <laughs> well, it. Well, that's what we're all about here. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of dicks and, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, we've got Sam who does a, like fine art kind of detailed, um, you know, drawings and um, yeah, his his stuff is like, like a lot of architecture and a lot of like fine art sort of stuff. Um, Verity does like a bit more fun um she's got like a zine series of little different characters like you know siggies and 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 stuff like that and does um a few zines about dating and um the sort of mishaps um tim's a um um yeah tim train is a poet so he does um some live poetry readings around melbourne um so he makes a few kind of oddball um kind of poetry kind of type zines as well um and some poetry books um and yeah, yeah, a couple of others that are kind of new to the to the distro as well. So um, yeah, it's a, a bit of a mixed bag and a lot of different content. But um, yeah, we're kind of like a b- bit of a big family. It's it's been cool. Yeah, it certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I I feel a, a great sense of pride being a part of um, Zingang Distro. I've definitely spruiked it many many times <laughs> on this show. It's been really awesome because since you know Etsy has really put. Um, put ourselves out on a, on the global space. So we've sold zines all over, not just um, all over Australia, but also all over the world. So, um, you know, we've sold a lot of zines to um, the US and Canada, um, but even places like um, Israel, we sold like a zine to Israel last week and Sweden, Germany, the Netherlands, you know, um, all over the UK as well. So it's it's taking something that was kind of very local and, lo- and very Melbourne and just given it a platform for, over, you know, and um, a global space. So that's that's been pretty cool it's something i didn't realize would happen when we first started so yeah that's cool cool um yeah so um in in the process you've definitely supported a lot of um queer artists is that something is that something you want to do as as part of zine gang yeah well when we first started it wasn't something that we intentionally set out to do it's just that um you know as we evolved um the art and the um the zine makers that we we really admired um just a lot of them happened to be um queer zine makers so it kind of just unfolded that way um but you know myself I've always been um you know an LGBTI um ally for a number of years um I used to play roller derby so it's got a um you know the roller derby kind of community is very um you know queer focused and I've made a lot of friends who are um you know gay and lesbian and it's it's just kind of opened my eyes to you know there are really some really cool people and some really creative people in the queer community so um you know it's really awesome that we have a lot of um queer artists and um it's it's really 
um, you know, being inclusive is really, a, you know, a huge part of that whole kind of punk rock ethos and mm. that, you know, what we're, we're about as a kind of emerging brand and, you know, being from, from Melbourne's north as well, like it's a, it's a huge melting pot, um, not just culturally, but also, you know, um, you know, being gender diverse as well. So it really, um, you know, it's just something that, you know, we, we really enjoy and we, um, you know, we enjoy being part of, you know, an ally and, um, and having, you know, um, an ability to represent a lot of um, different genders and, and um, you know, and um, influences. Melbourne North represent. <laughs> Sorry, as a, as a member of the Melbourne North, I'm obligated to say that every five minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I guess, do you, like, when it comes to looking for artists or the type of, like, artists that approach you, um, like, uh, like, do you tend to look um, for artists with certain themes and styles with their work? Like, it tends, like, from what I've noticed, it tends to be a bit on the dark side, but I think that's probably just a combination of myself, Emily's, and Tom's work, so... Yeah, it's been pretty interesting because we, you know, we, we're really lucky because the people that who have approached us are people that we're f- fans of anyway. So that's worked out really well. And, you know, like I said, you know, we're, you know, we're the DIY, we really like represent that kind of DIY punk kind of, um, you know, influence. And that's something that kind of, you know, flows on in our branding and everything. So I think it's just a natural progression that, you know, we're both, you know, uh, Thomas and I um, are both really, you know, into punk rock and, and metal and, you know, I've got like... We've you know I've got a bit of a like a um you know like a kind of goth culture influence and stuff so you know and we're both really interested in horror like as a genre and stuff so it kind of makes sense that a lot of um the you know we're fans of of that sort of um that sort of art and that sort of um you know topic material um and it just happened that you know the people that we've come across have kind of worked in with with that, um, you know, with that kind of content. But I mean, having said that, it's not that we're just only about those sort of dark kind of um, themes, you know, where, you know, we've got a few other artists um, and and zine makers who, you know, are quite broad as well that, you know, are a bit more um, upbeat and, and poppy. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, like, I think, you know, um, so Thomas or like Demon Strips is his um, art name. He's, you know, really into kind of sci-fi and, um, and you know, you know, that sort of like nerdy stuff like D and D and, you know, so he draws a lot of monsters and, and that sort of stuff. And, um, so I guess that's kind of like what, you know, what we're a fan of. So that's what we're attracted to. So I guess, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't something, um, you know, it was as a bit of an, um, an unconscious thing that kind of come up, um, in our little club, but yeah, it's, I guess, you know, it fits well with our branding, but, um, yeah, we're always looking to, to branch out as well. Awesome. Cool. So, um, I guess the most important question to finish up, uh, where can we find your, where can we find your stuff? Like more importantly, where can we find Zing Kang Distro? Yeah. So, um, the easiest way probably is if, um, you've got Instagram, um, have a look at Zing Gang Distro and our links up on our bio, but we've also got, um, an Etsy and if you kind of Google Zing Gang Distro, it's the first thing that comes up. So, um, yeah, pretty much if you just type, you know, um, Instagram is something that we, you know, we um, we use quite quite a lot because um, zines are quite visual. Um, so, yeah, usually you just kind of type in Zing Gang Distro on Instagram and, um, yeah, our bio to our Etsy stores is on our page. Awesome. And um, if, like, artists want to, um, like, 
join the the distro are you still accepting those yeah we um we're taking you're always taking expressions of interest so um our details are on our instagram page um yeah you can just um you know send us a dm and um let us know what you're about and um and if it's sort of something that we think that would be able to sort of market and fits in with our kind of branding we're you know definitely open to to new ideas Awesome. And um, do, you have, uh, do you have any new zines coming up that you wanted to promote? Um, we've just, as I mentioned before, we've um, got a new, the Henry Rollins one that Emily and I have just finished. That's on our, just loaded on our website. Um, Tim Trains um, made a couple new ones about um, about getting, um, when you're about to fall asleep and you get um, text messages and you're like, oh, can it wait for the morning or maybe it's important. And <laughs> oh, so it's, you know, a kind of little bit of a um, an oddball look into that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we've got, we're always putting up new content, um, you know, every few weeks. Um, there's a new one from a new zine maker that we're just, um, just taken on. Um, she's talking about the, the change in the commun- way we communicate from, um, you know, how we used to, create like pen and paper kind of messages and now it's a digital form and we kind of lost a lot of that um that emotion in sending an email it's not the same as as picking up a letter so yeah a lot of different things they're not just sort of dark and and um and horror themes yeah so yeah <laughs> awesome uh thank you so much uh, mal for being on the show and yeah. for supporting underground zine artists my pleasure we've got our next guest on the show the guest is co-founder of a vital and important organization for young queer folks safe schools and he's behind the upcoming event protest religious exemption bill no right to discriminate on august 31st uh please welcome ros ward to the show ros how's it going good thanks for having me no problem we're very happy to have you here cool so i guess the first question is uh tell us about yourself and the sort of things that you do um well I, I'm a queer activist. Oh, I've just got... I can just hear myself on the phone now. Um, I don't know if there's anything you could do about that. Okay. Um, no, it should be fine. I think that's I think that's pretty normal. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, a queer activist from Melbourne. I've been involved in a lot of different things over the years. Um, and at the moment, I'm organising um, with Ali Hogg, who is involved in Equal Love Around... Um, trying to protest against the proposed uh, religious exemption, religious freedom, religious discrimination proposals that have uh, been coming out of the Morrison government recently. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm sure many uh, who listen to Career in the Air are familiar with this. Um, uh, but sort of, could you sort of explain what the religious discrimination bill is and what does it entail? Well, we don't know entirely if, uh, at this stage because mm. the draft of the bill hasn't um, actually been publicly released or um, no consultation has been held with um, any LGBTI organisations, despite the Liberals saying that they would do that um, when they first announced that this would happen. They've had consultations with more than 20 religious organisations, but um, none none with anyone um, from the LGBTI community. But what we fear is um, possible in this bill um, are basically a a sort of further enshrining of what currently exists in terms of religious organisations being um, given the right, basically, to be homophobic and transphobic on the basis that that it relates to their um, religious beliefs. 
So that's what we're facing. That's what we're worried about. We're worried about that it's part of a kind of um, pushback since we won marriage equality um, so emphatically in 2017 that, you know, the... Establishment of a commission to look at the question of religious freedom, I think, was directly related to the fact uh, that we won that. And there was a lot of people who were um, unhappy about that and don't want us to uh, achieve equality. So I think this is one of the strategies to kind of, um, for the people who lost out on marriage equality to to try to um, win something back. And I think we should be pretty clear about that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty horrible. I mean, especially just like the um, just the 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 smear campaign against the the queer community that a lot of um uh, mainstream media productions are, are, are currently undertaking. Um, it is it is pretty distressing, especially if such a bill um gets passed. Um, so I guess um if you know, I guess um what what do you imagine the other potential ramifications um if this bill is passed? Well, there's some possibility that um, it could lead to um, an amendment in the Marriage Act, um, which would insert what Scott Morrison originally wanted to insert in there about um, a a marriage between a man and a woman and children being one of the fundamental building blocks of society. So this sort of very entrenched idea about the heteronormative family being... um, established in law um, and people have also sort of um, raised the fact that it could be the case I think what the Catholic Church parts of the Catholic Church are lobbying for um, is not just the right of individuals to discriminate but actually the right of um, organizations mm. and because of the fact that such a lot of our kind of public services are now um, privatized and a lot of the organizations that run things like aged care, healthcare, and of course schools being a huge part of it, are religious organizations that actually the ramifications um, could be pretty extensive. Um, And we already know that with schools in Victoria, for example, you know, the religious exemptions allows for schools to exclude or not welcome LGBTI students and and staff and teachers and it's a huge number of people um, who are affected by these things so I think we can't take it um, lightly especially as you said in the context of all of the whipping up of transphobia in the mainstream media and online and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah um, so I guess um, in sort of the process of uh, finding this bill, um, I imagine. Um, I imagine there's probably a lot of like very young uh, queer folk out there who are still sort of like sorting out their identity and um, and and whatnot. I mean, that's that's all. That's um, uh, a big concern of um, mine is how they're they're going to be affected because um, I feel like they definitely need all the support they can possibly um, get. So, um, have you had a lot of? Um, uh, have you had a lot of um, of a response from from young queer uh, folk about this? Um, well, I mean, there's definitely we've we've got a few hundred people interested in taking part in a protest and rally, um, and I'm sure a lot of them are young people. But I think partly what we one of the reasons that um, me and Ali think that it's so important for there to be kind of public demonstrations like this 
and for them to be as big as possible is because, you know, there can be young queer people who are um, you know, in that situation, like you say, of thinking about their own sexuality, thinking about coming out, maybe in families that aren't super supportive, in schools that are not super supportive, and having, um, you know, a two-minute snippet on the news or a video online of, like, a crowd of hundreds, maybe even a couple of thousand people in Melbourne protesting around the fact that there should be no right for anyone to discriminate on any grounds um, can have an impact, you know, and that's sort of why I think the marriage equality um, campaign had that impact because it did involve those mass mobilisations, you know, taking up the streets and for people who can't be there, but it, um, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed, I think, as part of the, I guess, the reason for wanting to do something like this at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think protesting is like a very vital, um, very vital, um, especially in like this day and, and age with what's been happening, um, in the queer community. Um, we, we definitely need to, to make our voices heard. So, um, yeah, um, tell us about, um, the, the protest and how did that, uh, come about? Well, we, we just, um, wanted to respond, um, as soon as we knew that there was a bill forthcoming and from what we'd heard it was going to be in August sometime, we still haven't heard anything but um, so Community Action Against Homophobia in Sydney organised a, a protest and I think we just thought in Melbourne it would be great if somebody called one and so uh, you know, Ali has formerly been involved in Equal Love and she has a number of people who, sh- who she can get involved I was... Um, obviously involved in the Safe Schools program and just uh, activism and a range of different things. So we thought, like, let's do something. And so, yeah, the protest is going to be on the 31st of August, so next Saturday, Mm -hmm. um, one o'clock at the State Library, and we're just lining up some um, speakers for that. In fact, one of your 3CR colleagues, Sally Goldner, from out of Japan, is going to be one of the speakers at the protest. So, yeah, it'll definitely be a great thing to come along to and bring people should bring as many people as they can, I think. Um, uh, and anyone who really can get involved, LGBTI people and, of course, our allies, I think it's a really important time for people to step up and, and get involved. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I um yeah, we love uh, Sally Goldner and Out of the Pan here on uh Crew in the Air. Um yeah, so I'm very ha- very happy to have have her on board. Um yeah, so if if people can't make it to the protest, I mean, how else can we sort of fight this bill? What are the the different ways we can uh can uh support? Um well, people can if they can't make it themselves to the rally, it would be really helpful to um find the event on Facebook and share it around and invite other people who might be able to come along. Um, I think there will be some other kind of more um, traditional lobbying efforts going on. Equality Australia, I know, are involved in some of those activities. Um, So people can check out what they're doing. But, yeah, I think really it would be such an incredible thing if we can have a really big showing next Saturday and... Um, really give ourselves that bit of confidence, I think, to keep um, to keep fighting.
Mm, absolutely. So, um, so I guess like with the with the protest itself, um, is it like is the sort of the the aims to sort of like um to end the bill or to make it or, uh it to end it or make it more more clearer or I guess I guess maybe just to end it. Yeah. Well, yeah. At the moment, what we're saying is uh, that there should be no right to discriminate. So we think that there shouldn't be anything in any new legislation that makes it legally acceptable for anyone or any organisation to um, discriminate. So, you know, if there's a bill and it's about genuinely protecting um, religious people from discrimination, of course, we support that. And there's rampant Islamophobia in our communities that does need to be addressed. But um, what we're worried about is the implications for homophobia and transphobia. So if there is a bill that does contain um, enshrinement of those rights to discriminate, we think that um, it shouldn't be passed. And we also think that any existing exemptions in state and territory laws should also be scrapped. So that includes in Victoria, um, where there are still exemptions in the Equal Opportunities Act here on religious grounds. So we think that the Andrews government should address that. Um, as a matter of priority as well. Mm, yeah, I, I think the thing with that bill is that it's, like, like you said before, you know, we don't really know a huge amount about it, but the potential um, for it to get um, to get abused is 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 there. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely something we um we definitely have to um uh, fight sooner than than later. I think. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, so, um, I guess, um, uh, just for those of you who have just, uh, tuned in, uh, so what's the, what's the date of the protest and, and whereabouts is it? So it's, um, next Saturday, 31st of August, 1pm at the State Library in Melbourne. Awesome. Cool. Um, and I guess, um, yeah, um, will there be more events like this in the future? I guess it's a bit early to tell at this stage, but, um, do yeah, you have I mean, more planned? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We would we would like to keep organising around this this issue and um, yeah if there are people who want to get involved then um, yeah look up the event send us a message um, uh, through Facebook or um, it's probably pretty easy to get in touch with me and Ali so yeah if you if if you're listening and you're interested and you feel fired up about this by all means um, get in touch and we'll be happy to work with anyone really to keep campaigning around this issue and 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 any other issue that affects the LGBTI community like this. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, th- thank you so much, Roz, for being a part, uh, for being interviewed on uh, Crew in the Air. It's been great to speak to you about this. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. No problem. And once again, I just wanted to shout out a special thanks to Mel Breeder and Roz Ward for being a part of the show. And it's just always a delight to get to talk to these like wonderful guests. So um, we've got some events to promote. I'm just going to tell you a bit more about the Protest Religious Exemptions Bill No Right to Discriminate that me and Roz were talking about. So that's on Saturday, the 31st of August at 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. So, basically, religious schools, hospitals, and aged care facilities have the right to fire staff and expel students 
on the basis of their sexuality, gender, identity and or marital status. In October 2018, a YouGov Galaxy poll found that around 80% of people oppose the right of religious schools to expel LGBTI students or sack LGBTI teachers. This is an even larger majority than the 61.6% of Australians who voted yes to marriage equality in the 2017 postal plebiscite. Despite huge support for LGBTI rights, including among religious religious Australians, the Liberal government wants to further entrench and broaden discrimination in a so-called religious freedom bills, uh, freedoms bill. Senior members of the opposition include Chris Brown have said that the Labor Party should support this bill. This is nothing more than a bitter and vicious conservative minori- minority attempting to roll back progress for our communities, smashing victory for equality in 2017. Discrimination is unacceptable under the guise of religious belief or any other basis. So, um, what you c- can you do to support this? Well, um, it's you can go to the State Library of Victoria on Saturday the 31st of August from 1pm. Uh, feel free to spread the, the word word around or if you want um, more info uh, get in touch with Ali Hogg or Ros Roswald so that's Saturday August 31st I'll definitely be there cool uh, so we've also got uh, some more events to promote and coming up we've actually got uh, an event by one of my uh, friends and a person who I've interviewed on the show that is Ayla Stephens Dotter Frank who uh, is an artist from Zinkang Distro and yeah she's got the uh, VRDLBs versus the best of Victoria which is a event uh, by the Victorian Roller Derby League um, so yeah um Basically, it's looking to uh, get uh, skaters involved uh, playing on the Victorian Rolly Derby's B team. So, if that fits your bill, and you're free on Saturday the 7th of September, so come along to to um, the uh, Victorian Roller Derby. Um, I'm not entirely sure where it where it is, um, but you should be able to find it. Uh, the first whistle is at 12.15. There's an EOI form to get involved, which is on the event. Uh, if you look up VRDLBs, you should find it. Um, yeah, entry is $15, and it'll put you in the running for a prize on the day. And yeah, and if you just want to... Um, just want to come and watch, uh, I guess that's okay too. So yeah, uh, come along and support Ayla. So the last event we want to talk about is a free CR uh, radio fun, uh, fundraiser by Satellite Skies. Uh, we've got Performing Live, we've got uh, Racerage, KD Spit, uh, Occult Blood, Hextape, Paul Gory DJ, uh, DJ Reconciliation, Ubik, Lie, Exilism, and that is supporting Free CR Radio and Grandmothers Against Removals. That is on at the Big Arts Warehouse at 9 to 11 Hocking Street, Coburg. That's on Friday, the September the 13th, uh, 7 p.m., uh, $10 entry. So, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome to me, doesn't? don't you? Yeah, definitely come along and support that. So, sadly, as always, we're out of time on here on Queering the Air, but don't despair, we will be back next week. You can find previous episodes of Queering the Air on the FreeCR website, that is freecr.org.au, and like and follow us on Facebook for more updates. And, you know, while you're at it, do subscribe to FreeCR. You can come into the studio during office hours, uh, do it by post, by phone, or online at the 
3CR website. It's $35 concession and $75 wage. So do yourself and us a favour and support Community Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.